Hello to everyone tuning in to the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for each one of you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results in manifesting your dreams in this reality. Hanging out with us today on the podcast is a woman who truly encompasses what it means to go all in for what you love in life and to never back down from a challenge. She holds a bachelor's degree in sports and exercise science from the University of Northern Colorado, is a certified personal trainer and coach, holding certifications from the American Council on Exercise, CrossFit, and the Way of the Lifted Athlete and the Strong Coach, and is one of the hosts of the Fandom Fit Podcast, which seeks to bring the wonders of your favorite worlds into your health and fitness journey. Please help me in welcoming April Flatten to the show. What's up, April? How you doing? Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm well. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, we were talking about just before we started, you know, I'm excited to share you with the world. You know, I feel like you bring such a unique perspective in fitness and also with the language training. You know, I feel yeah. like it's so important right now, especially with 2020 the way it is, to yeah. have an emphasis on how we think and the words we use and just our language in general. So yeah, I'm happy to have yeah. you on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, so why don't we begin by having you bring us into your journey and how you got to where you are today? <laughs> oh, what a journey it's been. Um, I, yeah, so as you mentioned, I got my bachelor's degree uh, in sports and exercise science in Colorado. I was born and raised in Colorado. Um, and the, I originally went to try and go into the physical therapy route and then that didn't excite me as much. So I continued with my exercise science degree and, um, I was also an RA in college, which was very exciting for me, um, to be a leader and a community builder there. And I graduated and I moved out to Minnesota to live with my best friend after I graduated. Um, and I currently am back in Minnesota, and I say back because uh, I w- took some time adventuring across the U.S. for for about five years, nice. um, which awesome. was yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, I had moved up to Minnesota to live with my best friend and get started in my career. Uh, one of the things that I knew that I wanted to do after I graduated was get my feet wet in the industry. And so I did. I jumped right into personal training, um, and I've I've worked in a number of different uh, capacities and roles in the fitness industry. Um, I've worked in chiropractic clinics. I've worked. I've managed a running retail store um, that included some training programs with that. I've coached one-on-one small group um, and classes at a number of different gyms. <laughs> And uh, all the while learning, uh, what really drove my passion to do that was human movement. Um, uh, it's fascinating to me. I, I was an athlete in high school and college. I, I still identify as an athlete. I'm an athlete still and in a much different capacity now. <laughs> and I, so that was what drove me to find, I remember a girl on my high school cross country team saying, I just want to know more about the way my body works. And I was like, Hey, me too. <laughs> so, Same. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. So I took that and then, um, I've studied human movement in a variety of ways with through certifications and through working with people and through resources, uh, like barbell shrug mm-hmm. and, um, uh, Kelly Starrett, who is now doing the Ready State, all of those resources were our big influence on who I've become today. And so I've um, studied that those uh, professionals, implemented a lot of it into the training that I do. Um, and yeah, so anyway, I got my feet wet in Minnesota in the industry. And then uh, my now husband uh, enlisted in the Navy. And so that took us out to the West Coast. Um, I lived, I took some time to play around in Washington State, uh, Seattle, Tacoma area for about eight months while he was in basic. And then we moved down to uh, uh, Ventura County, California, where again, I jumped into some different gyms and started coaching. Um, I had, I'll tell you this too, part of my journey 
through this industry has was very tumultuous. Um, there was about I've, I while I was on the West Coast, I worked at uh, at least five different gyms, um, two of which closed, just closed oh. down. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was very interesting, um, and it was very interesting too because I I I didn't realize. About halfway, three years into uh, living down in California, I I was very much in a uh, survival mindset um, of oh I just got to get by and uh, I'll find the bare minimum something in the health industry to to keep me going and um, along comes the strong coach <laughs> and uh, I saw Mike Bledsoe talking about that on uh, one of his Instagram posts. And what resonated with me at the time was um, there's something missing in the fitness industry. Um, it was part of his comments in his Instagram post. And I was like, yes, I agree with that. I don't know what it is. And I'm going to apply for the strong coach. Um, and uh, that was when he was running his beta program on it. And uh, after, <laughs> after, Tell, getting on a discovery call with Mike and um, telling him where I was at and the things that I was frustrated with. And uh, getting, I got to a point where I was telling him a story about, uh, you know what, I, I don't remember the entire story, but I ended up crying, just bawling on the phone with uh, Mike Bledsoe, someone who I, I had listened to and um, admired for a long time and he goes okay I'm bringing you in like this is something that you need and that and he wanted me in on the beta program and so um, that was back when it was eight weeks long and now it's 12 weeks long and there's they're putting out so much great stuff now and I'm I feel very very fortunate to have been part of the first beta program with strong, strong coach I learned so much and the biggest thing that resonated with me from the strong coach was learning how to create mantras. Mm. And that, of course, is I am furthering that um, that style of coaching and learning how to use language as we go through this Enlisted, because you and I are now in the Enlisted 2 certification. Two, pipe hitters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's a, uh, uh, that's most of my um, adventures. That's awesome. Although the, ne the next part of it is well, that's not most, I, that's a lie. Um, <laughs> I, so anyway, I started the strong coach that turned for me, that turned a corner and ignited, uh, what I had originally gotten into this industry for. Um, and I got to connect again with myself and what I wanted to do, which was help people move well. And now I had added another, I, I have added another, skill set to my coaching and that is the language work and the goal setting um and uh so i from there <laughs> this is a good story i haven't that told this in a while awesome. <laughs> um i so I, I did a strong coach and i was um i was working in a chiropractic clinic at the time that was not fully utilizing my skills as a coach mm. at all as mm -hmm. a front desk person and <laughs> that was uh anyway moving forward uh one of the big things that mike pointed out to me was that you uh, he, he said you think you owe something to this person and i was like ah oh you're right i don't owe anybody anything mm. <laughs> yeah. i owe it to myself to find what i want and that was one of the biggest things that strong coach helped me do so I ended up leaving that job and taking, this is a really interesting part of my story, and I actually I need to reflect on it some more, which mm -hmm. is really cool. Um, what happened was I, uh, Danny Rios, who also um, did the Strong Coach Beta with me, had an opening at his gym in San Diego um, for a coach and a, a full-time coach, and I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to coach full-time again. And so I applied, talked to Danny, uh, got the <laughs> position. Um, now, where I lived, uh, where my husband and I lived in uh, California, Ventura County, about an hour north of LA, and and where the Danny's gym was was mm, the almost the southernmost 
tip of San Diego. So <laughs> easily a four-hour drive. Little drive, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, without L.A. traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God forbid. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. So long story short, I spent 10 months commuting every week down there to coach at Danny's Gym, and that was – I. it was very interesting. It was fun. I got to learn – a lot of things about the business side of coaching, which I, I, I didn't learn any of that kind of thing in, in college. <laughs> um, and then, and it also opened up lots of opportunities for me to continue to be involved with the strong coach and then with Mark England and Procabulary and Lifted. And so, although it was very difficult to be away from uh, my husband and my family and my friends that I had made up in um, in Ventura County, it opened up a ton for me and I made a number of other great friends. For example, one of my podcast hosts is Dave, who I coached at that gym. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so made some incredible connections. Uh, that's actually where I started uh, playing around with podcasting. Uh, I, I approached Mike and I said, hey, can I head up the strong coach podcast um, and interview a bunch of strong coaches? And he's like, yeah, let's give it a shot. And what ended up happening is he, he took it back over because that's the direction that he wanted to go. And that was mm -hmm. fine. And I learned a ton from it. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, yeah. And so that was my, that was a little bit about my time in San Diego commuting every week. And now I am back in uh, Minnesota um, and my husband is out of active duty Navy, so that's really exciting. And we are happy to be back here um, and working towards a lot of um, exciting things, like jumping into Enlisted 2. My husband has a lot of his goals that he's excited to work on, too. So um, that, that's how I got here, back to Minnesota. <laughs> that's awesome. And, you know, you bring up so many cool things there. And this is why I love, you know, podcasting in general, because I love hearing other people's stories and sharing them with yeah. the world. Because yeah. I feel like as human beings, we internalize so much and think that we're the only ones that experience a lot of those dark nights of the soul. Like, you know, like yeah. you were mentioning where, you know, you had to commute and all these things that seemed, you know, really challenging at the time, but yeah. now have been able to build you into the person you are today and have yeah. given you a skill set that's unique to you. And I think that's just, that's amazing, you you know, and, you know, I wanted to touch a little bit on the importance of adventuring, you know, because you said you adventured across the United States. And I love that you use the word adventuring. You know, again, we talk about language and it's so important, you know, instead of travel, I love to use the word adventure, you know, because yeah. that's really what it is, you know. And yeah. it's it's funny you, you know, mentioned Colorado, too, because I'm actually uh, planning to fly out there in about two, no, four weeks um, to see a buddy that just moved out there. And awesome. yeah, my girlfriend and I, we decided recently, we're like, you know what, screw it, we're gonna adventure. So we're going to Montana, we're going to Oregon, we're driving all the way down to hopefully San Diego, um, yeah. you know, meeting a lot of people that we know along the way, um, Doug Pinner yeah. being one of them. And uh, yeah, it's just awesome, you know? And I think the importance of adventuring is something that is grossly undervalued in today's world, you know? And, I agree. You know, it's just, it's, it's funny how, you know, people's priorities get way too stuck in like the quote unquote adulting world but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like but what we forget is that if we you know let our inner child out and actually adventure we're better adults you know and we're better friends brothers sisters wives husbands you know etc um better yeah, teachers. Humans. yeah exactly better humans yeah so yeah so what was the catalyst in you getting into the health and fitness industry i know you mentioned that like you know you majored in and stuff but were you always passionate on those subjects or did you cultivate that passion over time great question um it's been cultivated mm -hmm. i have cultivated uh my passion for health fitness wellness movement since i graduated with my degree um, one of the things, and, and again, this is something I've cultivated too. I, it's been for a long time. I, I know some of the things that I, I know most of the things that I don't want and only some of the things that I do want. And mm -hmm. so I have shifted that certainly since doing the strong coach into, um, once I know what I don't want, I can then go look at all the things that I do want. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and the reason I bring that up is because I, I got into, I, I chose that major because I was an athlete. And like I said, I wanted to know more about how my body works. Um, and from that and from getting into the personal training and coaching that I did fresh out of college, um, and also uh, uh, I was a rehab specialist at a chiropractic office as well. So um, that was a lot of uh, learning intricacies of um, specifically spinal movements and still supporting uh, musculature around that. And um, so that, that working with a chiropractor sparked a lot of interest for me in um, diving even deeper into what human, into what, how humans move. Um, and the way I look at human, the way I've developed um, and the, what's really exciting for me when I watch it, someone move is that human movement is the way we interact with our environment um, from our feet to where we sit, um, to, uh, you know, navigating a hiking trail or even buying stuff at the grocery store. Like every movement that you do, it's you're interacting with your environment. And, um, similarly movement can be an extremely powerful way to connect with someone. Um, and that, that's a lot of the stuff that I've been cultivating lately is, uh, how do we how can we use our, our movement to connect, connect better to ourselves and then along with this language how can we use the language to connect better to ourselves as well and then similarly to the other humans in our space um i i was a cross-country runner in high school and college um and so uh lately i've been thinking a lot about how our feet connect us to things and how our feet function um and if there's something going on with the foot how that affects the rest of the body um i i think feet are one of the most overlooked parts of our body <laughs> to be honest um, <laughs> i agree so uh so yeah those are some of the things that have been on my mind lately and as how as i've developed um and cultivated my passion for um Again, particularly movement. It's, for me, it's not necessarily exercise. It's simply movement. Mm -hmm. I, I care, honestly, I care less about your intensity and more about your quality. Um, and I, I coach that every time I'm in front of one or multiple people. It's like I slow down what's happening in your body with your movement and how can you make it the best and feel the best for yourself. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because uh, a friend of mine that I met about four years ago when I was like heavily into, you know, strength training and, you know, not exactly being the most mindful about my body. Of course, I was watching my form, but, you yeah. know, if I woke up and I was sore, it didn't matter. I had a certain workout schedule that day that I had to do, you know, so yeah. Yeah. I wasn't exactly being uh, the best, um, you know, inhabitor of my body, I guess you could say. And sure. um, a woman that I met um, by the name of Leah Drew, who I believe was episode number three or two or three on this podcast, so you can uh, check cool. that out. But um, I'll have to connect you with her because she she was the first one she it's so funny how things come for full circle because when I first met her I was dealing with a lot of neck tension and um, headaches and just a lot of just like stuff going on in my body a lot of you know a lot of feedback that I wasn't paying attention to and yep. you know I went there and I met her actually um, at you know a dispensary and uh, so when I first met her you know, I told her, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm dealing with these things. She's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a neurokinetic therapist, and I've also trained in massage, and I do amino neurofrequency therapy. And I was like, uh -huh. that sounds cool. Let's do it. So I thought I was going to go there, get a massage. Like, yeah, this muscle hurts. Like, you know, can you release that one? Because I understood yeah. a little bit about myofascial release. I was very elementary, but I kind of got the idea. And yeah. um, I went there, and the first thing she had me do was blow up a balloon to see my core activation. And I was like, what is this? And it's so funny because in the last four years, I've gone down my own journey of, like, the dark night of the soul, my body falling apart, and now rebuilding it. And uh -huh. I'm working with a trainer who specializes in PRI, or postural restoration. Um, nice. And, you know, it's funny because 
the first thing he did with me was like, hey, you got to blow up this balloon. So I had a funny, I had a funny moment with her and I crushed it this time too. Uh, so that was cool too. Yeah. But I had a funny moment with her where I was telling her like, Leah, like you've gotten this all along. Like it was my own like silliness that thought, cause I always knew that she understood it, but like, I didn't really understand just how much core plays into things and how you should be mindful and yeah. um, how important moving your body is, you know, and not uh-huh. getting stuck into the dogma of like, oh, I'm going to do this one type of training or this one type. Right. Um, so since you began personal training in 2011, have there been any noticeable changes in training styles over the past nine years as new research has emerged? Like I know animal flow now is big and people are getting much more into, you know, being mindful about their movements. So could you touch on that a little bit and maybe what you've seen in your experience? Yeah. Okay. So uh, movement trends since I've gotten into the business. Yeah, and just like fitness trends. Yeah, and fitness, fitness trends. trends. Yeah, both. Yeah. Like, kind of just things that have changed. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, that's a really good question. What What I've noticed is um, uh, depending on the the context that you're in or the the um environment that you're in um uh, trends over the last few years there's been a few things that have emerged and um that i've become more interested in and uh as far as what the industry doing, there's so much out there mm. um and so it's almost like analysis okay, paralysis, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. Yeah, it totally is. And so that's, uh, you know, we were just uh, record, we've recorded a couple of episodes on our podcast, the Fandom Fit podcast, about um, finding what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's, uh, so the trend that I've noticed is people thinking that they have to do a certain thing to get a certain result mm-hmm. and then trying everything just to get that result. Um, and, and, but not figuring out if that's what's best for you. And so it's the, like, I, I think I need to run to lose weight that people come into, or I need to do this high intensity exercise all the time to lose weight. And so, and the, and we've got, you know, we've got things like the quote unquote CrossFit methodology, and we've got the HIT training methodology, and we've got the, um, that the uh, Orange Theory and the F45, which is very similar to Orange Theory, I think, um, and all of these these trends that have come up, and they're all they're all really quite similar. That I that I've done honestly, I've done limited research into it, but I what I see and what I hear from people's experiences is that it's um, it's all really very similar concepts people are just packaging it differently. Yeah, I agree. Like the, like the, and so that's something as I've grown as a coach and as a, uh, a fitness or I'm sorry, movement specialist, I, the trends that I see are, are like that um, the same concepts are being repackaged to see how we can get more people into them. Um, and, and it works for a lot of people, like a lot of people, most people that I've seen want to come in and get their sweat on and that's great. Yeah. And that, it, what, if that keeps you moving, I'd rather you keep moving than not move. Cause again, movement is how we interact with our environment and the less you do it, the, the negations acknowledged here, right? Like we yeah. want to do it more. Um, so if you're not practicing interacting with an environment, then you're going to lose it, right? You're not going to be able to do uh, the play with your kids when you're, as you age, right? You're not mm-hmm. going to be able to do the, the hobbies and things that you want. So, um, the, you know, what I, what I recommend is try all of it. And if you, here's the thing also, like, people try things that they don't like and there is a value to that in getting out of your comfort zone and if you continue to not like it find something else yes don't push through something that is that you still are not enjoying um and so you find something that is really exciting for you and that you really love stick with that and be open to other things out there 
Um, like for example, I, I, like I said, I worked in the running industry for a bit and, um, some people come in and, and just tell the first, sometimes the first thing that comes out of someone's mouth when they walk into a running store is I'm not a runner, but, <laughs> but. <laughs> like, okay, uh, well we, we can still help you and you don't have to be a runner to walk into our store. And if you don't like running, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Unless you're being chased by a bear, in yes. which case, it'll be, yeah, you'll be okay. <laughs> advise you run, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, so the, as far as, like, trends go, um, I think things just kind of keep getting repackaged mm. so that, uh, so that they can give you some flashy new, this is the best way to do this kind of thing. Um, and, you know. Again, go try it out. See if it works. I I do like I do like some of the things like the the mace, uh, and that the weird implements out there. And I say mm-hmm. weird in the best way because yeah. I love weird people and weird things. Everything <laughs> um, weird is good. <laughs> yes, I, yeah. Please, like when you call me weird, that's a compliment. Yes, um, <laughs> and yeah, so like the steel mace, um, kettle kettlebells are even different than traditional. I would say mm-hmm. I. You know, I agree I, with so that. Might be, I'd say that's in my opinion. Anyway, um, uh, the animal flow stuff is really cool. I I play around with that um, when I'm bored. <laughs> and uh, Mike Salemi and the hydro bag. Oh, have you seen that one? Yes, I love those with the water in them. Right? Those yeah. Ones? Yeah. Yeah. I love that thing. Uh, really neat. Really neat. And then. Um, I see. I've also seen some cool combinations. Um, some professionals out there just doing some simple and cool combinations of like mobility flows. Um, one of the girls that I follow, uh, Kaisa Fit, mm-hmm. I think. Um, she like former athlete uh, built herself a a big business on her af- athletics and and her training programs and stuff. And she's got some really interesting. Um, unique flows of mobility and movement out there and um, she did do like she does these like at home workouts where she's she's like standing on one leg and like doing this hinge movement and like moving toilet paper across her room and stuff like <laughs> this and that, that one that one resurfaced when the, the quarantine shut, <laughs> shut down oh, yeah. happened <laughs> so, uh, so yeah there's some, there's some really cool stuff out there and you know, it's, it's really cool you mentioned that, too, because I feel like what we're touching upon here is just staying curious, you know, and yeah. just, you know, always not being afraid to try new things and also not being afraid to say, hey, you know what, I tried that, but it just didn't really resonate with me. It didn't feel good in my body, and yeah. I'm not going to do it again, you know, or maybe I'll try it another time or whatever, you know. And, yeah. you know, I know we briefly touched on this before, but, you know, while doing some digging into your background, I noticed that you had had the opportunity to work in various different settings and for different companies. Um, uh-huh. How important do you feel it is to explore new settings and challenge yourself to adapt in general in life? Well, that comes straight back to the adventure mm, part of right. life. I mean, um, it's, yeah, that's getting out of your comfort zone. That's... Uh, like okay here's here's another story i i grew up uh, one of the phrases that my mom and dad raised me on was do things right the first time same yeah yeah so that translated for me into my adult life as in as in don't make mistakes mm. um and that 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 held me back for a long time um in like, okay, if I can't do it right the first time, then I'm just not going to do it. Mm. And, and, and as I went through the strong coach, I was able to work through that story and switch that to take messy action, like taking some action, like a, a baby step in the right direction is better than not doing anything. Um, and I, I really like messy action now. Like, the, <laughs> and again, the, the, you know, the worst thing that can happen, honestly, in most situations, the worst thing that happen, that can happen is someone, someone will say no mm-hmm. or no thanks yep. or not right now. And usually it's not right now. And you're like, Hey, I appreciate you listening to me and then moving forward. So, 
um, when I when I first moved out to Minnesota and was trying to find a job, um, I I I didn't realize it until my best friend who I was living with um, said this to me, and it was I was like I was all up on all of the job websites and I was applying and I was like looking for phone numbers and um, I would do this every day and I would like if I didn't find like a way to apply. I would, I would like do a bunch of research and try to find like a phone number to call. Like, Hey, are you the person that posted this job? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, I didn't realize how much of the work I was doing to get into uh, an an industry that I wanted to get into until my friend pointed that out to me. I was like, Oh, well, yeah, I am. This, it'll happen. It's going to happen. And um, I reached out to as many people as I could. And, and, and that I, and that, you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, um, looking at that trend through my life, uh, especially out in California, like one, one, one job or, or environment would fail for me and I just kept going. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, what's next? Okay, <laughs> I'll find something else to do. Um, and even, even though that um, I, I ended up, hitting a survival mode mindset at one point, um, I was still able to find an opportunity and be ready for an opportunity when it showed up for me, um, which was the strong coach for me. Um, and, and now I, I really understand the power of understanding what you want so that you can then be open for it when it comes for you um, or creating it. Yeah. Like creating it is even more powerful um, as, as you go through that. So like moving, like kind of looking into and reaching out to different environments um, is an, one, an adventure to, to getting out of your comfort zone. Um, and I, 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 it's, it can be so hard to get out of your comfort zone story acknowledged here. And again, baby steps, do, just do a baby step out of your comfort zone um, and, and make it a, a different change of uh, pace for you. Even the slightest different change of pace for you or change in environment for you is, is just enough to break you out of a rut, right? Yeah. So, um, I, and I, for me personally, I think it's interesting because I go back and forth between trying to find a routine and then completely like, throwing the routine <laughs> to the to the curb and just not not having any routine at all and that's yeah. i think that's the part of me that's like okay it's time for adventure mm-hmm. you have you have sat in your comfort zone for too long it's time for adventure yeah yeah so. I, I could not agree more with that last statement you said too because you know i'm someone who i definitely have my routines and i was actually talking to aaron Janetti about this too where i can almost fall too into them and get like robotic and then i get way too concerned when like one thing gets missed one day um, yeah and that's why i really like that idea of messy action because i feel like a lot of people listening right now are probably going through especially right now right with covid happening and the way of the yeah. world right now you know there are a lot of people that have had their worlds turned upside down and they're mm-hmm. kind of unsure of where they want to go from here. And they're probably stuck in like analysis paralysis, right? So many yeah. options, yeah. so much information. We have, you know, the whole world at our fingertips with our phones, with our computers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what do we do? And, you know, it, it brings me to something that I've experienced in my life too, where, you know, I'm waiting for everything to be just perfect, you know, and, mm-hmm. and perfect, what is perfect? It doesn't exist, you know? Mm-hmm. It's almost like binary language, you know, where, you know, taking that messy action, like it just puts you, like you said, perfectly outside of your comfort zone, which is where everything great lies, you know, and, you know, speaking to your survival mode and just being able to, you know, fail at one thing or not have the success you wanted and say, well, you know, next thing, next thing, I didn't get that job, the next thing. That's such an amazing mindset to be in. And, you know, it's funny because I actually, my niche that I coach in is mindset for men, you know, I find that, 
Yeah, and I find that um, a lot of people think that you either have a growth mindset or you don't. But what I show them is like, you know, chances are you actually have a growth mindset in many areas of your life, but you're focusing on the one that you don't have it in because that's the one you struggle in, you know? So they yeah. might, have, you know, they might have a growth mindset when it comes to their career, but not with their, you know, their health or, you know, et cetera. So I think yeah. that's, I think that's so important. And one thing that immediately became apparent while looking into you was your genuine love for helping others. Um, you know, how has this love for being of service allowed you to evolve into the person that you are today? You ask good questions, man. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's my favorite part. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, uh, I, uh, I, I really want to connect with people. Mm. Um, Uh, that like, it's, it's as simple as that for me. I, I want to make a connection where that's mutually beneficial for both of us. Mm -hmm. Um, I, and, and have fun. Like yeah. <laughs> there's, when I look at how I've coached and how I've gotten into, being of service to people um i i try to have fun first and then and find a way to connect and and the people that i've connected with the most i think are the people that i've been of the greatest service to and um and and one of one uh and, and I, I, honestly, that's a guess on my part. Um, I, I'm thinking about the people that, I, you know, my best friends and my closest family friends and things like that. Like, you know, your chosen family, right? Um, and uh, sometimes I, I'm not even sure how how or if I've been a, a service to them or, or how I've made a connection with them. And then they'll be, like, for example, when I left California, um, I had a couple of, you know, I, I made sure to see all the people that I wanted to see before I left. And one of my, one of my best friends, um, I went over for like the last dinner and then, um, and she texted me this super long text afterwards, um, thanking me and, and just telling me how good of a friend and how, how glad she is that we've become friends. And that was really good. And it was, that was really cool because, um, I honestly, I, I wasn't sure how close of a friends we are. I knew we were, we were hang out and had, had fun together. And um, she and I uh, reignited our Harry Potter fandom friendship <laughs> uh, together, which is which is one of the big one of the one of the big things that we connected on, among many other things. Yeah. And um, so 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 sometimes, um, so and so that's like those are the kinds of things that I want to serve people with is like uh, something that's really meaningful something that you and I can connect on um, and I I start with movement because that's what's so fascinating to me and then and then my trajectory now is that or you know even what I'm doing at this moment is connecting with people on language mm -hmm. and so um, point being here like I, I what, what again was your question? How do I serve? How's that? How's how I've served people? Yeah, and I think I think you've said it perfectly. You know, it's it's allowed you to realize what at least one of your passions is in life. You know, which is connecting with people simply for the fact of you know sharing your insights and having them share theirs and making yeah. that mutual connection. You know, and I feel yeah. like that is just so important because I think we forget we get so wrapped up because again, there's so much information out there that like speaking for myself too, and I, I think you would agree, you know, uh -huh. is some of the most fun I've ever had. You know, I love music festivals and it's the same cool. reason because I love the mystery of a music festival. You know, I mean, you go there and you share this crazy experience for five, for five days with people um, in various different states of consciousness, right? So, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and there's just those magical moments, you know. I mean, I remember I was at um, Shambhala, which is up in British Columbia last year. And, you know, we met this gentleman at like one in the morning, right? And we ended up having this deep conversation 
for like an hour. And again, I had never been to British Columbia. This is a festival he had been going to for like 20 years, right? So he had been going, or however long it's been going on. He was, you know, a little bit older. And, you know, he ended up, you know, giving me this belt buckle, right? That had been passed around Shambhala for, you know, since the days it started. And wow. he was like, hey, I want you to have this, you know, and it's handmade and everything. And it was just like that feeling of like, just so much emotion that someone would like, it was just amazing, you know? And so I, I totally yeah. agree, you know, human connection is just so important and so undervalued, I think a lot of times. Yeah. And I, I think it can be undervalued in, there's, there's levels to, to service, right? Like mm-hmm. there's, there's, um, Hey, I've got this cool program. I want to help you out with it here. Try it out. Mm-hmm. And then, and I, I did see, I, I think that still exists out there, and that, that can be helpful to someone. And that's, a, okay, cool, I'm going to try it. Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, and I'm going to move on with my life. Mm-hmm. And then there, as you move up in, like, the level of impact that you want to have in an industry like health, fitness, wellness, uh, the more you connect with someone, the more impact you can have with people and and i i I believe mike bledsoe said it a number of times like it with the information at our fingertips as as you mentioned a couple of times um the information is out there if you want to get the details on how to squat heavier or lose weight or run a marathon or learn a mace flow or whatever the case might be and so what people what people are looking for now is more than just that information. Yeah. People want to, uh, people want a guide. People want a connection. People want um, more than just that. They, they want, you know, in, you know, when we noticed it, when the quarantine shutdown happened, people want connection. People want being, to be able to be social. Mm-hmm. Um, and people, you know, past, some of the reason I imagine many people go to gyms is to one, get out of their house and to um, be social with other humans. Again, connection, movement, <laughs> like language, humanity. <laughs> and, and so we saw when, when we are stuck at home or limiting ourselves to staying home because of a global pandemic, the ability to connect more deeply with people is you, we got it. You got to adapt. You got to find a new way to connect with people. And there's Zoom is great. <laughs> and <laughs> Thank God is, for Zoom. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. And is still limiting. Mm. And and so like the the connection piece of is is the direct is that extra thing um, that 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 can take that is taking myself and a number of us other coaches to the next level of uh, human health and wellness and Mm. fitness, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, human connection, like we spoke about a little bit previously is something that I feel like no, no one, including myself, and I'm a very social person. I love just chit-chatting. I mean, I'm known to go to concerts and pretty much talk through the whole thing to some random person I met. My girlfriend is also famous for telling me that she can't bring me anywhere because she'll be like, listen, you know, because I, I, you know, my concept of time is just a little skewed, I guess you could say. Um, and uh, so, you know, she's like, listen, you know, you really can't get into a conversation. This time. I'm like, yeah, no, of course, I get it. And then it just happens, you know, and I feel like, you know, a lot of it is unconscious. We didn't, like you said perfectly, when COVID happened, I think a lot of us all of a sudden realized like, oh, shit, I never realized how much I actually really valued being around people. I mean, yeah. even people that don't consider themselves like, quote unquote, social, really uh-huh. enjoy just being in the presence of others, you know, and yeah. I feel like that's something that is just so important. And, you know, being a coach yourself and being a leader, you know, what age were you when you first realized you had an interest in assuming the role of the leader throughout your life? Because it seems like through every endeavor, you know, you've really taken the lead on it, you know? So when did you first realize, or what was your first experience rather, um, where you realized that you enjoyed that? Ah, uh, I had to think for a minute. <laughs> no I, I, at first I went back to college when I was an RA. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that was fun. And then I was like, is there any time before that? And yes, there was. Uh, I was, so I ran cross country in high school um, uh, all four years. And I, I saw my brother uh, become captain of the cross country team uh, when he was a senior. He's two, about two years older than me. And I was like, oh, cool. I want to I be a captain. <laughs> and so, and that was, that was when I was, would have been a sophomore in high school. And um, so that was my first inkling of it. And then as, as I went through the next couple of years in cross country in high school, I, I, you know, I started leading some practices and I organized a, uh, running, we would always do these in Colorado. <laughs> uh, we would, uh, so I, I lived in Colorado Springs, which is about 6,000 feet altitude. Nice. Um, and then one of the coaches would always do a, <clears throat> excuse me, cross country training trip to Leadville, which is at 10,000 feet. Wow. <laughs> and so we would high altitude train for a week up there and come back. And so my, the year before, the summer before my senior year, I did a, a ladies cross-country trip to we did um frisco uh which is up near breckenridge uh and so i i started doing these things because it sounded like fun and i wanted to hang out with all my cross-country friends um and then i did i did get the captain position there were two captains two girl girl captains and two guy captains and uh so it was myself and another girl um katie and she we were good friends in in middle and high school but anyway um and so that was the first time that I was like okay I'm a leader here and what was I the fastest cross-country runner no I was I was a leader still mm-hmm. um and so that that was cool too because I got I still got to be um supportive and encouraging and a leader and not have to be the fastest person on the team um and yeah and then i uh and so what really cemented it for me in as far as being a leader um in this experience and i imagine has been like an internal part of guiding me through leadership in my career is that uh there was this every year we would do you know the banquet at the end of the season and there was this um there's this award and it was this, like, best, like, most inspirational award. That's what it was. Um, and I really wanted to get that because I it would be it would have been so like to me what I equated that award with was that I was a good captain. Mm. Um, and I got it. I got that award at the end of my senior cross country season, and I cried a lot in front of <laughs> all the coaches, all the coaches, and. And the, um, you know, in front of the banquet and there were all the families there. And I was like, yes, I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so that was, that was a really cool uh, leadership, like first leadership experience for me. Um, And yeah, because cross country was really meaningful to me. It was just, I'm not sure why, to be honest. I'm not, because originally I got into running because my brother was. (laughs) And then, and then that he kind of fell off for him, but I kept going with it. Yeah. And, uh, and anyway, yeah, it was, I got into running, I got into cross country. I met a lot of great friends with it and I felt really great as an athlete with it. And, and then, yeah, I got to do a bunch of cool leadership stuff awesome. with it too. Um, so yeah, that was, that was the first time that I, I, I knew that I had succeeded as a leader mm-hmm. and I knew that I could continue to lead. Yeah. And what it sounds like too, is that, you know, one of the misnomers and misconceptions that I think a lot of people have or take a think that people have with, you know, regards to passion in general is that, you know, you have that, you know, cliche, you know, statement, find your passion. But, you know, right. I think, I think passion is cultivated or actually take out the think passion is cultivated, you know, and yeah. you might have an interest in something, but it's the work that you put in that builds that fire and stokes the flames. And I yeah. feel like that's exactly what you just described when you talked about leadership is something that gave you a positive feeling and you chased that and you went after it and you got it, you know, so yeah. that's, that's awesome, you know, and 
I feel like I see that trend with a lot of coaches and a lot of leaders in general is that, you know, they're relentless in their pursuit for greatness, you know, and I see that in you as well. And it's just, you know, it's so inspiring to be able to do this podcast and interview other people that charge my battery and hopefully I charge their battery. And, you know, that's kind of like one of the terms that my, you know, a lot of my friends and I jokingly joke, joke around with a lot is yeah. being battery chargers, not battery drainers. And it's cool yes. because everyone gets that. When you say it, they immediately know people in their life that are battery chargers and they immediately know people in life that are battery drainers, you know, yep. and yep. it's just, it's just funny, you know, because I feel like, you know, through life we get stuck with certain people and certain things that we might not like and we think we have to do it or whatever and then eventually as we get older we realize like we just want to go where it feels good you know <laughs> and we might not know why but you know it just if it feels good we're doing it you know yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a really that's a really great analogy is a oh, battery drainer or a battery charger because <laughs> imagine how many people are like oh yeah i know what, it's, what it feels like to have a full charge on my battery on my cell phone and yeah. Yeah. I want right? to have that feeling in my own body and yeah. self. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because, like, you know, it, it kind of puts like a new, um, you know, kind of new measurement into people's lives, too, of like, yeah. you know, if they talk to someone and they fire them up and you feel like literally you're like shaking with energy after, that's a good yeah. sign, you know? Same thing yeah. where, like, you know, I recently just got um, into Steel Mace as well. And, oh, yeah. you know, first of all, just want to say again for like the third time in the, these podcasts, I never realized <laughs> how heavy 10 pounds could be. Um, oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God, it's crazy. Um, uh -huh. But, you know, it's funny that, you know, that, you know, ta that idea of Steel Mace just kind of, you know, stuck out to me and kind of, you know, made me curious, you know, again, staying yeah. curious. And I went after that. And now, again, you know, I'm, I'm nowhere near like a, you know, a Leo Savage or anyone like that. But it's just I have so much fun doing it. And it's a form of expression mm -hmm. to me. And, you know, it's something that as I get older, I start realizing that, you know, I'm actually it feels like I'm getting younger with age. And, <laughs> you know, and I think it's because I'm just losing a lot of the baggage of what I, you know, what people told me I should do, how I ought to be, you know, those kind of things. And I'm devolving into the person that I was actually meant to be, you know, and same. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, you know, something I began to realize over time is that the myth of aging is just that a myth. And uh -huh. have you interacted with anyone that has shown you personally, you know, especially in the fitness realm, just how capable they can be despite their age? And, you know, if so, what are the, some of the main factors you feel may play into whether or not someone ages well? Oh, good question. Uh, yes, I have seen uh, people and worked with people, humans, that are aging, quote-unquote, yeah, aging well, if you will, mm. um, or, you know, adding more years to their lives and still very lively, right? Yeah, defying um, age, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the, the first thing that came to my mind was play. Like, if you mm. can laugh and play, um, great. Like, that, like, I think that's one of the best things that connects us to youth is the, the ability to play something. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, we did. We had a conversation on one of our, our episodes recently about Dave's... Uh, oh, we'll have to... I don't know when I'm going to release that episode, but yeah. um, Dave was talking about how his dad is uh, still plays softball, things like that. It's a really, really sweet story. Um, uh, I'll, I'll, when that episode comes out, I will let everybody know for yeah, sure. Yeah, I would um, have to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, and, and the themes of what we've talked about today, Ryan, I'm I'm getting um, play, curiosity, adventure, mm -hmm. um, and all the things that like you're so excited to do as a kid. Mm. Um, and I I too am realizing some of the things that I have stopped doing as over the last few years, you know, <laughs> three to 10 years that I've stopped doing. Like I used to walk around barefoot a lot yeah. and as a kid and I had all these gnarly calluses and cracks <laughs> on my feet and I didn't care because I got to walk around barefoot all the time. Oh yeah. And, and then I got one pedicure and then got rid of all of my calluses and I was really upset. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so <laughs> lately I've been, uh, I've been walking my dog barefoot in the mornings mm -hmm. i i did do it in the uh like in the afternoon and the 
I'm, I don't have good enough calluses yet because the ground was really, really hot. Yeah, no, I've <laughs> definitely burned my feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was like, I love walking around barefoot, and that's something that, that I know is good for my feet, and that makes me feel young, is yeah. walking around barefoot. And uh, so I think it... It, it's a number like it's I mean we we talk about the importance of language and if you want to extend that to the importance of numbers like this number is uh, a measure of the length that you've been on the planet and that's it mm-hmm. it's the story that we've tied to that number mm-hmm. that will allow us to be young to, to connect to our youth and our vitality and our liveliness Mm-hmm. Or to age and, um, you know, dis-ease, right? Like, not necessarily a sickness or an illness, but, like, the idea of, of uh, oh, I'm getting older, my joints are whatever. Yeah, that's because you've used them, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. If, and, and so in order to keep keep using them, how can you take care of that? How can you move forward and keep thinking about the things that you do want in your life and if if that is vitality like there's a lot of different ways to do that and sometimes um we we don't know how to reconnect with that youth once we've gotten once we've added more years onto that number um so uh like like i said play curiosity um, adventure. I'm trying to think of it, some other people that um, I've I've coached or or interacted with that just like are you know 40s, 50s, 60s, and still very young at heart. Yeah. Um, that I, I can think of a couple of people. My dad has actually started to do a lot more like physical activity lately mm. um and he's he's moving a whole lot and it's great and um i haven't actually asked him but i imagine he feels younger <laughs> yeah. um uh some uh, let's see um one of the chiropractors that i worked with was was very um also the ability to laugh at a lot of things like mm-hmm. Including yourself, um, too. <laughs> yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, l- laughter uh, keeps it, us young. It uh, is the, the best medicine. The chiropractor was, uh, chiropractor is, uh, like, 50s, I think, and he was very lively and and, um, and, and boisterous and, and useful uh, in his... Uh, you know, in his practice and, and in, in his life, in his personal life. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, I've met plenty of people. I mean, Dave, <laughs> so that's, that's one of the coolest things about <laughs> why I'm excited to do my, to have created my podcast as well, mm. is because uh, the the stories that we connected with as kids have can continue to have a lot of relevance and excitement for us as we grow older. Mm-hmm. Um, and and anytime you can, again, connection, there's another theme of our, our conversation, mm-hmm. is anytime you can connect something that you loved as a kid to, to something you're doing now, for example, a story, you know, a fairy tale from when you were a kid to your fitness now, mm-hmm. then that's going to strengthen your ability and your desire to do fitness and health and uh and it'll it'll bring you back to those fun happy memories that you had absolutely Um, and so for for me i'm a big harry potter fan (laughs) (laughs) i love i love the magic of it yeah Uh, i I agree i love spell casting i do have a Dumbledore quote tattooed on me. Oh my god, um, that's awesome! <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's my favorite one. It's let us step out into the night and pursue that flighty temptress adventure. Mm. Um, and that one, that one's my reminder uh, to keep, you know, keep having adventures, whatever it is, big, little, um, and and stay 
keep that youthful, adventurous spirit. Um, so, so long, long story short on that is what, what story are you going to attach to the number of years you've been on the planet? Yes. You get to create that. Yeah. No, I love that. And it's funny you bring up Harry Potter, um, cause I'm a huge <laughs> Harry Potter fan too, actually. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, have you, have you ever seen the, uh, the overlay of the Sorcerer's Stone called Dear Reader? No. Oh my god. It is all right, so it's a spoof on Harry Potter, but it's the whole movie and there's this guy that like, you know, narrates the whole thing. Um <laughs> it is the funniest thing. Like I'm telling you, the first time I watched it, I was like crying, like there were tears streaming down my face. Because <laughs> this guy just perfectly captures like Harry Potter but makes it like just really silly and uh I highly <laughs> suggest looking it up. It's on YouTube. Um and okay. if right. you just need a good laugh, which again laughter is the best medicine like we've been saying, um yeah. I wholeheartedly recommend it. It is absolutely okay. hysterical. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Good. So, yeah, there's there there it comes into that making fun of yourself and stuff yeah. too. Like that's that's hilarious. Okay. You know, good. one of the funniest quotes I've heard, which, you know, that I say all the time is kind of a mantra is like, you know, don't take life so seriously. No one gets out alive, you know, and it's kind of funny. It's a little, it's a little morbid, but it's funny because, you know, I think the main reason or take out the think for me anyway, the main reason why whenever I get too worried about or too anxious about life, it's because I inherently think that this is all there is. Right. And yeah. You know, through spiritual practice and through other things and through mentors, I've realized that I have no idea what happens after this, but I don't believe yeah. it's the only thing, right? And yeah. so, you know, by not having that full answer, but by, you know, having that faith and being able to just trust in the process, it just yeah. makes life way more fun again. It makes things yeah. way less serious, you know? Oh, I yeah. Think I, you know, I just, that's been such a, you know, aha moment for me in the past four years since I started my... Cool real journey into spirituality and stuff that has, you know, really helped me a lot, you know? Cool. So, yeah. April, this has been an absolute blast getting to power with you and hear all yeah. about your journey. We 100% have to do a round two because I have plenty more questions uh, that I, you know, that I'm, I really want to get to. Um, so brilliant. We'll definitely, yeah, well, brilliant. We'll definitely have to schedule that. <laughs> um, okay. So, right. <laughs> so where can people go to learn more about you and get in touch with you? Yes, my, let's go with Instagram, that's the thing I'm on the most. Mm -hmm. uh, my personal one is uh, at get your muscle on. Um, and then our, you can also go check out our uh, fandom fit podcast. That is our fandom fit Instagram. Awesome. Um, and you can find links to our episodes. We've got three out now. We've got some more on deck ready to release. And we uh, we record regularly, so I'm really excited to get that out. And I, I have a 10-year goal for this podcast I'm really excited about. So, um, so yeah, get your muscle on or and or both <laughs> um, Fandom Fit Podcast on Instagram. I love that. And my co-host, uh, Dave's not on Instagram, but Jasmine, uh, J.M. Poitras, uh, and there's a number at the end. Anyway, go you'll find her when you go over to Fandom Fit Podcast. Yeah, and guys, I highly, highly suggest checking it out. I listened to the first episode last night, and it was absolutely amazing. So definitely check it out. I'm always Yay. just so excited to have other coaches on here and also other podcast hosts because I really feel like podcasts are changing the game in terms of how yeah. information and how education are now, you know, like operating in general. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So April, if someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life, what would you suggest that change be? Uh, write down the last thought that went through your mind. Mm. And was it a thought that is going to move you forward or is it a thought that's holding you back? And do that, that regularly. Yeah. I Every could day. not I could not agree more. <laughs> <laughs> journaling yeah. yeah journaling has been one of the things and in not just you know because again journaling to me originally was like oh i have to sit down and write for an hour and it's like no like you just brought up like just follow your thoughts but don't yeah. think of them like you are not your thoughts you know you are the creator yeah. of those thoughts you are the observer exactly. behind those thoughts so yeah, yeah learning to just like you know take the thoughts in stride and just write them down and realize that they're not you has been super super impactful for me as well so I love yeah that. yeah yeah. Also, also move every day. Move a little bit weird every day. Yeah. That's my other thing. Yes, yeah, stay curious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, okay, guys, whenever I have fellow coaches on the show, I admittedly get extremely excited. However, I was even more excited to have April on as her unique background and specialized trainings make her a force to be reckoned with in the new age of conscious, mindful health and fitness practices. Follow her, reach out to her, and discover all the ways she can help you achieve the health and fitness you've always dreamed of. April, I want to thank you again for stopping by the Highly Optimized Podcast today. And until next time, peace and love. Namaste to you. It's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, .com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show and I'm wishing you the best day ever.